I'm kind of a, a selfish artist in the sense that like I really don't care. Like I'm sort of writing what I think is fun to play, especially with this band. Like I, we when we started it, like we didn't. It was just for fun. We just wanted to like jam metal, play shows, you know, write music that we enjoyed and for fun with our friends. Like like I was saying earlier, we like we expected like to play around Texas, but we didn't expect to like you know play around the country and play around different different countries playing Canada and all this all this other shit so so like that's kind of still the attitude we kind of carry it's just like yeah it's for fun if it's not fun then it's just like why are we putting ourselves through this you know what I mean today on the show we're joined with the one and only Trey Pemberton of the band Creeping Death this was exciting for me because Creeping Death has been spinning on my Spotify for the past two years it's great to pick his brain and on october 8th they got a new release an ep titled the edge of existence um i got an early listen to that and it fucking crushes so if you're into extreme metal or just love hearing a story about people following their passion and turning it into a profession this is an interview for you so without further ado Here's Trey right now. I, I actually appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Um, I've actually, uh, I've been listening to the band for the past two years. Um, the the last right. album, Wretched Illusions, has been like my soundtrack for my runs. Every time I'm hitting nice. the track, man, it's just such a fucking good, powerful vibe going on. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited uh, about this new one. Um, I, I got to listen to the little preview and everything and man, I can't say enough. It's, it's just fucking awesome. Like how are you feeling about getting that out? Oh, I'm stoked. I, I think with uh, the pandemic and all this time off, I'm just excited to just release uh, more music. Uh, we pretty much uh, with the wretched illusion, we were on that tour cycle, uh, like pretty much heavy in the middle of it when everything shut down. Um, so that got pretty much cut in half and we hadn't, pretty much no material so we just kind of got together uh, and we were everything was shut down and we we had our own private jam space so it was one of the only places we could like go and just kind of be hang out and sort of just escape from all the bullshit that was sort of going on in the world and in our lives at the time so it was sort of a good experience in the sense that we were able to like sort of lean on each other and sort of shitty times and uh, stuff like that so it it, it was fun in, in that sense and um, I'm excited to to put it out and sort of you know show what we've been doing yeah yeah I'm excited for people to hear it too and it's, uh, it's cool that uh, it seems like the world's kind of piecing itself back together like just like yeah. two years ago it seems like you guys just had so much momentum like almost every like metal blog I would see like it's like you guys are there your new videos are popping up and everything and even I got to saw I got to I got to see you I believe it was with uh, High on Fire and Power mm -hmm. Trip the uh, the other year yeah. and and yeah it's just like it's too bad everything got cut off but I'm glad you guys are back in full swing and just fucking doing it yeah yeah you know the the thing is is like you know everything got shut down, but we were just like, well, we might as well make use of this downtime, you know? So we wrote, we've, I mean, we're still writing songs, but we've written uh, a ton of songs. Like we've got, even after this, we still have an LP's worth of material pretty much that we're hopefully going to record uh, within the next, I don't know, who knows, when. But uh, so we got, we got a lot of, a lot of material coming out soon um, that we're, we're pretty hyped on. So uh yeah, everything is uh 
we weren't gonna like just sort of use this downtime to just like do nothing, you know. So we wanted to make make good use of it, you know, turn lemons to lemonade, as they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, facts, man. And uh, yeah, with my with my yellow ass shirt, yeah, <laughs> branding the theme right now. That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, even like I got excited to uh, specifically like when I heard that I was gonna talk to you because one of my favorite things about uh, Creeping Death is actually like the guitar tone it just crushes so much but it still kind of has like this classic style I don't know like I'm I'm not a producer myself too but just when I hear it in the headphones man it just like gets me amped <laughs> like, like I want to like punch something in a way and that's probably like why I, I listen to you guys while I like work out and everything but uh, I just kind of want to know like maybe like back in time when you guys were like putting the band together was that always like an intentional sound you wanted to make or did it take a while to find that oh yeah it took a while so like oh i'm so sorry oh no i just keep getting i just keep getting these spam calls today like today of all days crazy anyway um yeah so i i'm actually a drummer by trade that's my first instrument when i started this band i had only been playing guitar for maybe a year two years something like that oh wow yeah so when we had written our demo i've been playing for maybe like two years or so um so like i didn't know i i mean i'm still learning every day to this day like learning because like i said i you know it's pretty it was new to me um so what i guess the tone is the progression of me investing more money into my gear because Mm. uh before i i only had a 6505 and a tuner and then I got a tube screamer, and then I got a noise suppressor, and I got this, and then I got that, and then you know, I, you know, then you start dialing stuff in. And I honestly, uh, truly, I have all Eric, our, our bass player, I all of him to thank. He, uh, from the time I started learning guitar, seriously, from the time I started learning guitar, even when he wasn't in the band, um, he was the person I went to for all of my guitar advice, all of my. He, still, he's my guitar knowledge guru. Like, if there's an issue with my my gear, my guitar, whether it's live or or in person or whatever, um, I I go to Eric. Like, he's taught me so so much. Uh, so, um, a lot of the the tone credit goes to him. Man has a excellent ear, and he's like super smart. And he just dives in and just. If he doesn't know something, he's going to be like, oh, I don't know this. And then he's just going to learn it. And then he's going to tell you about it later. So he's one of those kind of people. So uh, I have all him to thank. Like once he joined the band uh, after uh, the, uh, when did Eric join the band? I would say, I think it was 2017, maybe he joined the band. After that, uh, I would say that's when our term really started to like uh, turn, you know, make it a lot better. Uh, Sacrament of Debt, or not Sacrament of Spectre of War was the first one that he was on, and I think that's when you start to hear the tone get a lot better, uh, for sure. Um, and then now it's just pretty much not so. It's not really a quest for like, oh, like this was like the perfect tone we wanted. It's pretty much like it's pretty nebulous, honestly. It's like mm-hmm. when we didn't go when we recorded this EP or when we record. Period. We don't really go in thinking this is the tone we want. It's like. Let's just go in and let's. Here's the gear we got at the studio. Here's the gear we that we own. Let's like just see what we can make that we like like. You know what I mean? That's kind of how it 
turned out. And uh, that's what we did with uh, Ryan Graham down at uh, Home Record Studios in Arizona. Uh, he's got a lot of great gear, a uh, lot of boutique gear. So took advantage of that. Um, him and Eric were just like, it was like, I, they were, it might as well be speaking Klingon, dude. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just like, I could talk drum, you know, rudiments and all, all this stuff all day. Like, you know, and, and I'm sure it sounds like a space alien language to some people, but like it just the tone and the guitar and they're just dialing stuff in and I'm just listening to it. And I'm just like, how about now? And I'm like, sounds the same. What about now? Sounds the same. And then they'll just debate and they'll be like, I like this one because blah, 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 blah. And he's like, okay, but let's blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, you guys are nuts. But God yeah. bless them because they they really, really like take the time and to, you know, dial in the minutia of it all. And I think it sounds pretty sick, pretty unique too, um, at least on this newest EP. And then on our LP, it's like we even want to take, take what we did and just, you know, take it a step further, you know, take more time on the tone and dialing stuff in and stuff like that and playing with gear and you know i have bought new gear since recording so you know there's stuff new stuff that we get to try and yada 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 so you know it's always going to sound a little bit different i think from record to record uh but it'll be just a sort of a ever-evolving quest of sort of like eh, what are we feeling today yeah 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 it's fire and like yeah i keep doing what you're doing i i love it too and i i love just like it's kind of got like a raw sound to it as well it's like uh if you see you guys play live too as well that's what makes it special as well it's like not to like i don't i don't know why like because I'm, I'm not a producer myself like <laughs> um like I, I love like when you can like listen to the record and it sounds like the same like as it does live. yeah that's huge that's that's that is actually the one of the biggest caveats that I've personally always had and why I think that like the tone has evolved in such a way because like I've always been a big like I don't want to sound like I, I want to sound like on the record like how we sound like live I don't want people to see us live and be like but you know what I mean like yeah yeah like I hate I hate that so much so you know if I only have a 6505 I'm like let me just I only just want to use this like you know clean it up in the studio or whatever so like I just want to use this so like my big thing is like I want to be able to recreate the tone like live and with the gear that we have like we can pretty well like Eric again he's the guru he's been able to dial in everything and AJ AJ it, uh knows his way around the whole tone thing too he's got a lot of really nice gear so uh, we were able to sort of like blend it and, and dial it in so it sounds like, you know, how whatever record that we're playing, like uh, the newest one at the time, you know, we try to just uh, make sure our tone just gets better and better as we go, you know? Yeah, facts, facts. And that seems like, I don't know, from the outside of looking in on kind of like your scene down south with like a band like like power trip as well like they kind of had that same factor when i would see them live it's like sounds like the record and everything and uh i kind of want a little i want to know a little bit more about like um this the scene you guys kind of like grew your band in as well um mm -hmm. it's just uh 
even like I'm in Canada right now and it came all the way up north, like your group of bands and everything. And it kind of uh, revitalized uh, my love for uh, extreme metal and stuff like that too. So I kind of want to know just like, kind of like maybe before you guys kind of popped off with like the last album, like how was it like just being in that scene? Oh, it's uh great. I, I think the uh, Texas, well, we're all hardcore kids. Like we, we all, even Power Trip, like they all came from the Dallas Fort Worth hardcore scene. Um, just Texas hardcore in general. Uh, I've always had a, you know, a very fun spot for, always had great bands um, and bands that I feel like um, generation. I, I just think that like uh, there's a very good uh, culture of reverence for the people who came before you. So there's a lot of uh, nods and links and nods and taking influence from, you know, bands that were excellent bands. So um, I, I think that lends to it as well as, um, you know, just geographically, like, you know, like you said, you're still far away in Canada. We're far away from everybody. You know, we're 24 hours away from each coast where you know, most people live on the coast. That's where the most of the media is. So it's cheaper just and more way more lucrative because, uh, you know, three of the biggest cities in the United States, period, uh, in the top 10 are in Texas, you know, Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio. So, and Austin is still uh, one of the top 15 or 20 or something like that. So um, you could play those four cities, do a little Texas run, Texas four, uh, just play amongst your peers, play some banger shows um, to huge metropolitan areas and come away with some loot, you know, good money. And mm -hmm. uh, so people, you know, of course, you know, you're just, a lot of people are just going to do that. So um, I think that's why you, you see a lot of people sort of um, take influence from their peers here and why Texas sort of has its own sort of sound and its own sort of deal. Um, because, you know, it's mostly just Texans playing amongst and with Texans. So it's going to be like sort of its own uh, thing. And as far as like, you know, Texas hardcore, um, that's where, you know, all of us pretty much cut our teeth. Uh, Frozen Soul as well. They're from the um, Dallas hardcore scene. And so uh, we all came up in sort of that space of, you know, uh, sort of look forward, uh, but also, you know, sort of revere the people who came before you and also help the people don't pull the ladder up behind you. That was a really big thing with Power Trip is that like they were always putting on for younger bands. They were always putting on something for the city, something like big like that. And, you know, I think Texas bands uh, continue a good, a good job of continuing that for the bands that, you know, come come forward, you know. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, I think that's pretty uh, fairly unique. Of the team, uh, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, too. Even uh on one of the new tracks, like you mentioned, you kind of like give like a little winks and nods to like different influences. And I actually wanted to ask on one of your uh, new tracks, uh, Humanity Transcends. In the intro, there's mm -hmm. a bit of like a squealy guitar that reminded me like exactly like Dimebag Daryl, like just back in the like Pantera days, like just something like it's about that squeal. It sounded like Cemetery Gates or something like that. Is that like uh -huh. a uh, an intentional nod to them or or no? i mean i is that just it a texas way like of playing guitar it, it wasn't intentional like yeah. it was intentional in the way that like i feel like 
if you're trying to do a dive bomb or anything like that, it doesn't matter if you just like Pantera or not. Those are the best in the game. Best yeah. in the game. So, like, that's what I'm always kind of shooting for regardless. And that's nice of you to say that I kind of got close, but I, I personally think I've never gotten even remotely close. <laughs> we're we're all the worst critic, man. <laughs> but, but, no, it's, <laughs> that sounded so sick when I heard that. I was like, oh. oh. Thank you. Thank you. But, you know, I'm trying to work on that technique still. You know, I feel um, – I, I, I'm like uh, – I, I feel like I have um, – Floyd Burrow's PTSD because I my first guitar I had uh, it was Jackson Kelly's and uh, I I was learning how to do this restringing and setting up myself and all that and I did it myself before show I thought I did a good job and I was just like ripping this like nasty like dive bomb and I was like hell yeah and then it just like whole thing just like was like completely all the strings just completely just like came out. And ever oh. since then, ever since then, I, I have, like, just been so scared to ever try to do it, like, my own setup or repairs or anything like that with the Floyd Bros. I'm just, like, traumatized. And now I feel like I have to, like, sort of not relearn, but, like, sort of uh, not be scared to, like, like, sort of, like, be harder on it. So I was a little bit, I was trying to, uh, you know, do it a little bit more than I, I, I normally do. So I'm glad you liked it. Uh, I yeah. think um, I think I'm just going to continue to do better ones going forward too. So yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a rational fear to have too. You don't want to be on stage <laughs> and just break a bunch of strings too. Like I couldn't even imagine like just like the panic. <laughs> Dude, yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like, damn. it's like the dream. It's like the dream that people talk about where you're going on stage and it's like you everyone you're in your underwear and everyone's like looking at you or whatever. It was like that. It was just like my, it was just like and it made this ugly ass noise and my guitar started to feedback and I was just like. Fuck. <laughs> like, Damn it! Damn. I just turned it off, and yeah. uh, they they finished out the song, and and I was just like, "Does anyone have another guitar?" Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually um I'm a videographer for a, a battle rap league, and all the performers they always tell oh, yeah. me they 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 all have the same nightmare where they wake up, it's like show day, and they forget all their bars. It's like, it's like everybody oh. I talk. So I guess this is like the the guitar equivalent of like you're just like fuck. <laughs> I, absolutely, absolutely. That's with a, every not every time, but like there's a little piece to me in the back of my now i have a backup guitar so it's not really as bad as an anxiety but there's always a little thing in the back of my head like trey if you break a string then you tell your fuck because <laughs> yeah. like you don't have anything back up and i doubt any of the bands you play with play in any similar tuning so you better yeah, for um, sure. like i can imagine like you can grab somebody else's guitar but then like you don't have the muscle memory with it like it doesn't feel right or whatever but yeah it, it that for me that's like not even really it. it's the string game but everyone has a different string gauge. So some dude might hand me a guitar and it's like, oh, we play in D standard and I can drop it down to, to drop D, which we'll be playing. But he plays in like some super way thinner strings than I do. And it just feels like I'm playing with like shoelaces. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm like, I, I cannot, I like, I need like thick, like tense, like strings to play. So like, I'm just like, man, this sucks. <laughs> yeah yeah um one thing you mentioned earlier too uh you you kind of said um you're making the music that 
like you have fun playing and what you like listen to like listening to and um i think that's so special as like somebody in any art form like i i uh i interview like a bunch of comedians on here is like they always say oh it's like the best jokes are the ones that make me laugh and the and the stuff that um i'm over calculating being like oh i hope they like this like because it's references to this and this those are like the ones that bomb and stuff and uh, like almost all the best bands like just kind of it comes from like the soul and the heart and i I feel like that's what um probably makes what what you what's uh so unique about uh, creeping death and everything yeah i i like i'm the first to say that like uh i'm kind of a, a selfish artist in the sense that like i really don't care like i'm sort of writing what i think is fun to play for like it's like oh do i does this sound good to me like does it is it sick to me okay mm-hmm. is this fun to play and it's sick to me okay then that's like sort of yeah. my like thought process it's like everyone else is like i i love and appreciate every single person who listens to it and likes it and connects with me on that level as well um but like for me straight up it's just like hey us us five like do we like listening to this personally and do we like playing it personally and is it fun like that and, and if it is then like that's cool because like honestly like especially in 2021 is that like every single person is going to have have an opinion on every single thing and they're going to want this and want that and you can't please everyone so if you can't please everyone why not please yourself first you know what I mean like mm-hmm. and if yeah. and if people and if people along the way connect with you and and connect like and enjoy your music and your art uh, then that's fucking awesome and badass and if they don't then it's okay then they never they probably never were going to so you don't try to pander to those people anyway yeah and especially like i feel like uh if you like obviously you love like metal and hardcore and you're you're in the scene too and if you're making something you like it's coming like from that passion and like people are gonna connect to it if they're into that kind of music if you're like into it and you're like this is sick somebody's gonna like it and yeah 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 and and it's like and it's like with this especially with this band like uh, we when we started it like we didn't it was just for fun we just wanted to like jam metal and, like you know play shows like play cool shows and you know write music that we enjoyed and for fun with our friends like we didn't ever expect like like I was saying earlier we like we expected like to play around Texas but we didn't expect to like you know play around the country and play around different different countries playing Canada and all this all this other shit so you know there's like so like that's kind of still the attitude we kind of carry it's just like yeah it's for fun if it's not fun then it's just like why are we putting ourselves through this you know what I mean like we could be doing other things so it's got to be like fun for us first and foremost you know yeah that's that's so sick and awesome and yeah congrats on like all the success too especially going into it with that spirit and then being able to sign to a major label and touring the world and everything. That's, uh, that's awesome. I know like so many people who absolutely hate their jobs. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's like such a blessing to just be like, I don't know. I hacked the matrix. We're like, we're going out, yeah. we're having a good time. We're getting paid. We're meeting new people. We're playing fucking metal. And like, that's exactly. That's awesome, and man. I think, and I think this time off really, really reinforced that for us. 
because like we were all basically forced back into those jobs like you know yeah just the where we were just forced to work and be basically you know fucking npcs <laughs> you know like that's yeah, i love i love that npcs like <laughs> i heard somebody else say that too about like uh just uh kind of like living like a life that i don't know you're not passionate about you turn into like yeah which is a gaming reference for people listening to this as well but uh yeah but yeah, yeah sorry to cut you off character. there that, that popped me though <laughs> <NPCs>. <laughs> no you're good you're good <laughs> uh, but yeah you know like that's just so so boring and not like fulfilling like I, I mean like i have a college degree eric has a college degree he technically really could just be working like other jobs but like that's that I mean, and Eric has, like, he's had normal jobs, but, like, that shit is, like, soul-sucking, and this is, like, a, a passion, and, you know, I, like I said, like, I think the time off, put that in perspective, I think what is going on around the world, just in general, sort of put that in perspective, where it's, like, I'm still in my 20s now, like, I'm going to do and see as much as I can, one, while it's still here, and then, two, while I still am physically able, because, you know, if anything of the last 18 months of show is that we really don't know what's around the corner because like you know things things are wild out here you know yeah, so yeah. I, I, i'm just trying to take advantage of the time i have when i'm able-bodied able to do you know things and see the world uh see things as, as much as i can before it's like too late i know that sounds like morbid but it's like it's supposed to be positive so you know i'm, I'm like trying to to just like see things and do things and just enjoy myself first i guess maybe i know that's like a privilege i'm i'm very lucky and privileged to be able to do that and say that i recognize that but you know that's that's just where i'm at and i'm i'm blessed to be able to be in this position and i also feel like since i i am i should take that advantage i should take advantage of it you know cuz not everyone is able to to be lucky enough to be able to do it so that's another thing as well for me so yeah i agree but also on the other side of the coin like you guys worked for it as well like you listen to this music it's it's fucking sick and like i i saw like you on that tour you guys were out grinding it too and like that shit just leads to more opportunities and everything so it's uh you've you've built this this awesome uh, adventure you're you're on and i feel like it's still the beginning for you guys and it's going to be like even bigger and bigger like I, I get the i get the same uh vibe of like like we keep keep mentioning power trip it's like when i first discovered them they were like my little band and they come to toronto and i i see them in like a little like tiny venue that only holds like 50 people and riley's got the mic in my face and then next thing i know it's like when i saw you guys they're on like the big stage of the danforth music hall and like I feel like yeah. it's just an upward tra trajectory for you guys, and uh, it's cool that uh, you've you're uh, you're about to release this uh, this uh, some some new music on October eighth, uh, the Edge of Existence, right? And uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so like people get just more of you, you know, and I feel like that's just gonna keep uh, uh, like naturally growing what you guys are doing. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I really thank you for the kind words for real. Um, yeah, that's that's the goal. You know, that's what we really wanted to do with this time off um, was like, you know, we wanted to not get caught in the situation where we didn't have any material like we had none when everything shut down. So it's like, hey, let's get ahead of this. Like, let's continue 
to write uh, so that when things do pick up and we do write in between, sorry, again, these spam calls. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. No problem. <laughs> um, so when we're right in between, you, uh, you know, it's not as dire. We're not trying to cram writing sessions in because we know we know we have a few songs in the bank already from your X, Y, Z from yada yada yada. So, um, yeah, you know, we we continue to, you know, we want like we. I wouldn't say we stumbled into it for sure. Uh, you know, it was like not. It was like for fun, but personally for me. Maybe it's just like my competitiveness and it's not that I'm competitive against other bands. It's really for myself is that like, I really just want to do every single thing, especially if it's something I'm passionate about, mm -hmm. like to the best of my abilities, like do it as hard mm -hmm. as I possibly can. When I was playing sports in high school, I had the same way, with, with, you know, playing football and stuff like that, you know, just always uh, after school and doing the extra work and shit like that. So I, I think that that translates. And I was lucky enough to find bandmates who are also like with me on, on that. Like we all want to always, you know, do the best that we possibly can and be like do as much, you know, we just want to do it hard. We don't want to half-ass it. That's really the thing. Oh, like, fuck yeah. Like, when we when we when we like got the the offer and all that it's like the thing we we all agree on like hey if we really do this like we're we're not gonna have assets like we're gonna do this for real and i think uh they all really took that to heart uh so um that's really kind of the, the attitude we try to, to continue to have that's amazing man and yeah kudos for that and yeah thanks for making awesome mu music and like <laughs> like like i mentioned earlier like you guys are like some of the bands like right now who've revitalized my revitalized my love for like extreme metal too and uh i can't wait till the borders open again so you guys <laughs> can come up here once again and um definitely like uh see you in person i can't wait i seriously cannot wait to come back and i love canada so much like you have no idea the the food is better like the people are so nice weed is legal everything is great i i love <laughs> i cannot wait cannot wait to to be back and also whenever we play canada we always uh have it basically like into the schedule where we can stay a day uh off either before or after when we leave to, to go to vermont um mm. to stay with lincoln's uh, aunt who has a bed and breakfast in a beautiful beautiful area of vermont and we stay there just recharge just chill out play with their dogs it's it's awesome so Every time I go to Canada, it's either we start off with that and then we go to Canada and or we finish, we go to Canada and finish with that. It's always just like the whole thing is just amazing and it's, it's awesome. And I can't wait to do it again. Seriously. Yeah, that's a, that's an amazing tradition. But uh, yeah, um, I don't know if you got other like interviews today or whatever. I was told I got a half hour with you. But um, I just want to say I, I appreciate the time talking to you. It's a uh, really fun to pick your brain and like I said a million times like I'm a big fan of Creeping Death so like this was one of my favorite interviews I've done in a while just to be able to uh kind of uh get a little extra layers of uh the music I love and hearing backstories and all that too man so uh thank you once again man I really appreciate the time dude of course thank you for having me it was it was I had a great time too it was, I always you know love it when I'm always having fun with the interview you, you ask great questions that you know leave me to get great answers so 
it's it's a it's a good mutual good mutual thing here. And I also can't wait to hopefully I can uh, meet you in person uh, next time we play Toronto as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, maybe we can do the next one in person and everything. And, uh, and Dude, yeah, that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, uh, I'll find your Instagram and everything. I'll, I'll hit up Ola, uh, my friend and good PR person. And uh, and Perfect. yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll link up next time. But uh, yeah, once again, Trey, thanks for the time. And um, yeah, have a great week, man. Thank you. You too, man. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Trey from Creeper Death. I'll save the growling to the professionals. I think I just hurt my voice right there. Before we go, just to remind you once again, The Edge of Existence by Creeping Death is released on October 8th. I got the early preview and it is fucking amazing. And another thing before we go, I can't forget to give the special thanks to all the homies on the Patreon. And first up, the co-producer, Jeremy Hopkin of Hopkins Design, Ola Mazuka of Sonic Fold, Ryan Watkins of Ryan Radio, Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd, Pat Maloney, Ryan Campbell, Daniel Sun, Drew Stewart, Devin Staple, Mike Ulio, David Kearney, Jared Pepper Bronstein, what up homie, I miss you. And last but not least, Francis Coffer, a.k.a. my mom. Appreciate all of you. Sorry, uh, September was a little slow month for episodes. Had to step back to step forward. Sometimes that's how it goes when you're a one-man army. But I feel like I'm overcompensating. And you're about to get blasted with new episodes. We've been recording every day. You're going to be like, Sean, stop it. I can't keep up. But that's what's going on right now. And thanks again. And here's a little creeping death riff from the new one to send you off.